hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Lisa. And welcome to Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers! Cheers! So, how is your week going? Um, it was fine. It was I fine. traveled for work. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, I went... And I just was like, at the hotel, and then at work, and then at the hotel, and I worked like a zillion hours. Mm-hmm. And what? it was fine. It's fine. And like, I was here holding down the home front. Right, being a, a like, single parent for yeah. a smidge. For the record, I refuse to call it babysitting. <laughs> like <laughs> Babysitting my own like, children. <laughs> Are you babysitting your kids tonight? I'm like, no, they're my fucking kids. Like, I made these things. <laughs> right, it's not babysitting when it's your baby. Like, I admit, I my wife did a majority of the creative work here. Like, I but, mean, you know. I I share some culpability in this. So therefore, these are mine. We're just hanging out. I'm single dadding it. That's what we're doing. And that's fine. But anyway. <laughs> personal pet peeve. Personal pet peeve. <laughs> like people just like, hey, you're babysitting? No. Like, no, these are my kids. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we had we had an okay week. Like we just you know, my my standards for the week get much lower. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're out oh, of town, yeah. When it was same with the new travel, I'm like, well, everybody's alive, and we ate one pot of mac and cheese for like three days. So yeah, whatever. Well, I, did, I could cook. I did. I made jambalaya. I made hot dogs on the George Foreman, which our kids lost their freaking minds over. They kept being like, it looks like a waffle maker, but it's not a waffle maker. It's like an indoor <laughs> grill. You can make the grill things on it. It makes the lines. And I was like, but oh, it looks like a waffle have maker. we, like, never used this in front of you? <laughs> like, of all the things to be completely baffled by, <laughs> the George Foreman grill. They did lose their mind. And then they were like, who is George Foreman? Is he a very famous grill master? <laughs> like, no, he's a boxer. What? And they were like, but... we to figure out the whole thing. That does not make sense. It's, no. And I was like, truth. You're not it, wrong. It does not. It, it's really confusing how this whole thing happened, that we ended up with George Foreman selling us grills. Right. But anyway, but like, so that was my week. Um, we did have a party last night where we went to. It was so fun. You made a ridiculously ornate cheese tray Guys, as my, per usual. my cheese tray skills are like beco- becoming a thing. Yeah, it's becoming, uh, well, I think you're making it a thing. I it's don't know great. if other people are like spreading the gospel <laughs> of your cheese trayness as much as you are spreading the gospel I of mean, your cheese tray. I mean, sometimes you need to self-promote. Yeah, but no one's disappointed. Like, you show up and you're like, I made this cheese tray. And people are just like, oh my gosh, this is great. And you're like, it's all from Aldi. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, you're so Midwestern. But it is all from Aldi. <laughs> Aldi, if you want to sponsor us, I'm here for your cheese. Uh-huh. And wine. We and wine. We frequently use your wine as a aid to this program. But tonight we're not. We're drinking. I think you have. So I have Lacroix and vodka because Which is fine. we brought some Lacroix to the party. So Basic. It, so it was out. Whatever. I mean, like I it's had fine. it. I was gonna bring it. Um. So it was out, and then my kids are all like, "I want to try your fancy bubbly water," and I was like, "Literally, none of you like it." And they're like, "That's not true." And they like open all the flavors of bubbly water, and like this tastes like garbage. Like, <laughs> I was I like, you. "I told you. I told mm-hmm. you you didn't like it." So. Right. So I'm uh, drinking their rejects, but with vodka. That's good. Uh, but we're we're good. We are about a week and two days from Christmas, from day zero. We are. We <sighs> are indeed. We're we're entering the home stretch. That's my elbow that just popped. Yeah, because you're wild. apparently a million. Yeah, it's an old parking <laughs> all, lot injury. All of your a parking lot injury. Yeah, this is the elbow I broke <laughs> slipping on the ice going into church. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do remember that. That was a whole thing, and I broke my elbow, right, and now fought, every so often I move it, and it pops weird. You fought the parking lot and the parking lot one. It's a, it's like 87 million <laughs> tons of asphalt. I was not right, going to win that. It was not moving. So, uh, but anyway, we uh, we are in that final stretch. Um, we have a couple more gifts to get. I think we're down to maybe four. Mm-hmm. 
and then we'll see maybe some extra stuff shows up. Not saying no yeah, promises. I mean, but... I haven't really thought about stocking stuffers. Um, no, that's later. Whatever. Well, and the other thing is like. We have gifts from us, and we wrap them, and we put them under the tree, and I'm like, we don't have anything from Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... That might need to happen. So... Um, I don't, I'm not sure where our youngest stands on it. Our older two have figured it out. Yeah. I mean, usually Santa does stockings. Yeah. So it's a little easier. I'm like one present, usually, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. And our kids, like, our older two understand, as long as they pretend in Santa, he shows up. Right, right. Like, and like, that's a system they can work real, with. But he can come by if he wants. <laughs> and as long as they don't ruin it for the youngest. That's the other part of that. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta let the young guy believe. And if as long as he believes, mm-hmm. Santa will show up for all of you. Right. And they're like, Okay, I get it. I, I get this deal. I see I see the arrangement we're making. Fuck yeah, Santa. Got it. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. They're we, they're in it. So we got to do some of that, and then, uh, but yeah, I think we're, if Christmas was tomorrow, I would be okay, other than my parents, I think is the only thing that I really, I need to really buckle down on. Yes. We'll figure it out. A couple wrappings, but. (laughs) I mean, whatever. It'll all be fine. We'll get there. It'll be fine. We're going to be okay. Yes. So. But well, our kids actually did watch something today that was seasonally appropriate. Right. They watched a Christmas movie. Yay for them. Right. Um, This was... Not unexpected. They're kind of, we're kind of bribing them with like little extra treats and like seasonally mm-hmm. appropriate. Like you can have hot chocolate if you watch a Christmas movie. Right, right. And um, they're like, Because oh. we need content. <laughs> That's how we steer them. I mean, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do need content. And so uh, we watched uh, a show called The Christmas Project. Is this a Netflix original? Ah, uh, kind of. Kind, Netflix it's, distributed? Yeah. they. I'm not sure if they made it or if they intended to make it, but they definitely bought the rights to it and own it. Like, mm-hmm. And this is their thing that they're, they're pushing out as kind of their answer to the Hallmark phenomenon. Cause, right. Because let's be honest... Christmas movies are business. Uh, yeah, they're big business. Like all those B-list uh, actors, like they need a job. All those writers copy pasting ridiculous uh, mm-hmm. stories. Yeah, will the large, you know, big city, mm-hmm. um, high heel wearing power lawyer fall for the flannel wearing like uh, Christmas tree farmer? Christmas tree farmer in town, right? That she had to go back to because of trauma. Yeah, exactly. To, like, save family whatever. Or, like, will this wholesome family recapture the meaning of, true meaning of Christmas? (laughs) I don't know. Will they? (laughs) Will they? So, this one, uh, I will have to say, this one is a weird one because it it is a family true meaning of Christmas one. Mm -hmm. But there's no Santa Claus. There is no Santa Claus. There is, it's just folks right it's which just peeps i kind of appreciate like right i'm kind of here for it like we should just be I, okay i will say one thing i don't like about santa is that bitch gets all the credit uh-huh right right yeah, such a glory hog uh true true for someone who is literally non-existent right sorry spoilers sorry sorry this is not a podcast for children no with all of the sayings of the word fuck Yes. I thought you would pick up on that, but maybe not. But if I just ruined it so, for your, like, eight-year-old... So maybe spoilers. Maybe we should put some spoilers at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. I mean, maybe it is. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to ruin anyone's Christmas. I'll just tell you to move the kids out, and that's what our normal front mm-hmm. roll is, so that'll work. Um, But anyway, yeah, he gets all the credit, and he's the reason we do all the good things, and we capture the true meaning of Christmas, and all this. It's like, It's like why we're good to humanity, because, like, a a ethereal being is watching us. From the North Pole. From the North Pole, and, like, keeping a fucking list, and, like, sees you when you're sleeping. That is, um... That's some deep, creepy shit. Deep, creepy shit. Like, that's why you should be good. No. And you're like, no, you should be good, because it's the right thing to do. Like, Don't be a dick. Just like, don't be a dick. <laughs> just like seriously, people. Right. But, um, but this one does not have like any mention of Santa no, at all. At all. It's very weird in mm-hmm. that kind of way. Um, I'm not sure. I have a sneaking suspicion. Mm-hmm. It's because it's secretly a Mormon thing. Yes. Yeah, so we we did we did some research because this is a a deep dive yeah. podcast. 
we actually we actually sat down and looked up some things uh, and <laughs> on did, the Googles. On the Googles, on the IMDBs. So first of all, there is snow in this movie, not only on like Christmas Day. So I was yeah. like, oh, this is filmed in Canada. And also, and... people aren't like walking around in short sleeves and shorts with right. like white foam on the ground behind them. Like, right. yeah, it's and you're snow. like, look, you can tell there's a scarf. Yeah, like there's this is snow. And so Legit. I was like, well, where is this filmed? Like. My first guess was Canada, because Canada is usually where things are filmed if there is snow. <laughs> yes, and that's cool. Like, it could have been Vancouver, but mm-hmm. it was not. It turns out it wasn't filmed in Utah. Filmed in Utah, and I was like, oh, so many red flags. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so Mormons are allowed to make movies. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we got to Napoleon Dynamite. Right. True story. Mormon movie. It is. Um, But the, um, the, the whole thing was like... This is all good, wholesome family. Like, it's really trying for that. It's really trying to be the Christmas story. I bet this is LDS related. Yeah. And it turns out the production company that makes this is super LDS related. Like, uh, uh, we we found out they made this one movie called Saturday's Warrior. Which, truly, I was like, what is this even about? So, the, the... a group of siblings comes to Earth to experience trials crucial to their eternal progression and learn the true meaning of their existence. So I was like, okay, cool, sci-fi. No, not sci-fi. It's just actual LDS doctrine. It's actually just kind of, yeah. Yeah, I'm just not familiar with the LDS church, and it sounded very sci-fi no, but like, that's in just, its description. Yeah, it's it's basically, from what I can I can get, it's like the uh, like super creepy... Uh, apocalyptic movies mm-hmm. that like Christians were making in the seventies. It's kind yes. of along that strain. Okay. And so there's the like get scared straight movies, but then there's also the like aren't families wonderful movies? And mm-hmm. honestly, that's something we can kind of all agree on. And, right. and cool. Sure. It's sure. great. So this is a super kind of like small town little community theater version of a movie. Right. Which is, it's fine too. It's also All in the Family. Uh huh. So, what? no, not the show. It's not a thing like All in the Family, the show. You're looking at me like, <laughs> I'm what? so confused. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> no. Um, so, the director of this. Oh, yes. Okay. Is also like the voice. Uh, there's a, oh, there's a voiceover narrator. Voiceover narrator. He's that voice. Um, but apparently his son is the main character in this. Mm-hmm. So that was in the family. And I mean, whatever, like he's around. And then the mom and the dad, and I couldn't quite figure this out because nobody in here is famous enough to have their own fucking Wikipedia page. This is how unpopular this. This whole movie doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> like it's 2019. How do you not have, I almost have a just Wikipedia page. Just make your page. own Wikipedia page. You can if do you it. make a movie, make a Wikipedia page about it. Yeah. Just like. It got released on Netflix. You can have a Wikipedia page. It, right. It, that, it's not a high bar. Right. Uh, but this doesn't have a Wikipedia page, and none of the people in this have a Wikipedia page, so I kind of had to make some assumptions, but the mom and dad in this share a last name. I'm like, and they're really cute together. And they have are really cute together. Like, I, I, did like, I did like them. And so I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're, they know each other. Right. They've maybe. met before. Maybe. maybe. Or maybe they met afterwards. Maybe that was where they... Oh. This was 2016, so they could have gotten... Could have. Yeah, you know, could have been a shotgun. Found love. <laughs> and they could be good. Who knows? But uh, but this movie is also weird, because it's mm-hmm. a period piece. It's a period piece. It was made in uh, 2016. Exactly. And it's about 1986. Yeah. But, like, 1986 th- definitely through a lens of... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, because I lived in 1986. Same, same. And I was, like, not recognizing a lot of this. <laughs> like, I was looking at some of the stuff, I was like, "There's no, that's not from 80s. Like, mm-hmm. this is not... Yeah, it's, ki- it's kind of a mix-up of mm-hmm. a couple different time periods. Like, it's kind of squishy. I yeah. don't know, maybe, maybe life in Utah was different than mm-hmm. my it's life possible. in uh, Chicago in 1986. But, but, but uh, and if you haven't figured out, like, with the voiceovers... The mm-hmm. written and talking about a time period gone by, like 30 right. or 40 years ago, like... Very nostalgic. Very nostalgic, very Christmassy. It kind of try. It feels like it's trying to be the 2016 version... So hard. ...of A Christmas Story. So hard. But, like, more wholesome without, like, the implied without swearing. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's trying to be that, I think, and... 
Can we pause and talk about the Christmas story real fast? Uh, yeah, fast. sure. Real, real fast. fast. Real fast. Okay. So, A Christmas Story was made in the 80s about the 50s. Uh, yeah. And this is where I learned that back in the day, Halloween was all up in Christmas's business. Because he goes to see Santa. <gasps> yes. And there's a jester with, like, the, the multi-pointed hat with bells. Like, sure. okay, and sure, whatever. Like... Maybe they're they're just a department store, and they're like, "Ah, eh, this crazy jester hat is kind of like an elf hat." Like, why do they let's have lean in. a jester but outfit? I I don't know. That's a question. Maybe they were celebrating like a medieval times. Maybe they have like a Mardi Gras sale. <laughs> Maybe they have a Mardi Gras sale. Yes, Mardi Gras sales. Because <laughs> Fat Tuesday, it's like it's Fat Tuesday. Stock up on irons, bitches. Or like, like you I know, don't... flash your boobs for twenty percent off. Yes, yes. More stores need that. Right. Sure. The look you're giving me is not complimentary. <laughs> it's not at all. It's not at all. Um, so they have a jester costume, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, okay, well, maybe they maybe were like, like, that's an elf, eh, work. You know, like, but then they also have a full-on Wicked Witch of the West green painted face and hands. Yeah. With what, a broom. With a broom. What the fuck was she doing at Santa's workshop? I don't know. Like, the only thing that makes sense is, like, in the 50s, the war, like, the Halloween-Christmas war with Thanksgiving as the buffer, like, had swung so that Halloween had invaded Christmas a little bit more. And now we're seeing the, like, counter-offenses of that, where, like, the goth kids are the only king thing keeping Christmas from coming all the way into September. Like, like goth kids, good job towing the line. Hold that line. Yes. Protect us. (laughs) But no, they, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. What was going on in the 50s? Well, and also, I think, I mean, again, A Christmas Story, I think, is told as this blurry memory of a dream mm-hmm. kind of thing where things are out of place and not quite right, and you're supposed to, you're, you're being told. Like, and then the this memories. was there, and you're like, that seems out of place, but sure, whatever. Sure, Ralphie, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. But, yeah, I, so, and this one, like, you can kind of forgive it a little bit because some of the things, maybe the plot points and the... Right, and you're like, yeah, I get a little told, discombobulated. Like, the main the main narrator is, you know, a 10-year-old kid. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not a reliable narrator. Maybe. So, this movie, it so starts movie in the snow. Starts starts in the snow. And, at Christmas. Uh, yeah, at Christmas-ish Christmas. time. Yeah. Um, and he's the main character, Matt... The main character... <laughs> the fact that they yeah. don't know this main character's first name tells you how great this movie yeah, is. Yeah, the main... So, yeah, there's Matt and... So, Matt is the main character, and he's mm-hmm. the second born of four boys. His oldest brother is Simon. His oldest brother is Simon, and, like, Simon's, like, perfect and the golden boy. And, like, uh, always seems to, like, have... A great excuse for things like he gets to drink juice at every meal because apparently he's lactose intolerant because like that's a thing that he was before anybody was cool mm-hmm. and then like i resemble that remark right he always like he gets to do everything first because he's the oldest and mm-hmm. like whatever and uh the second born kid matt has a lot of like general resentment <laughs> to simon and then so it's him and one of his younger brothers are outside mm-hmm. painting their sleds Right. Is that a thing? Okay, yeah. And these are like wood toboggans with metal Runners. rails. Right. I have never seen that anywhere that it's not a prop. Right. Well, no, my dad had one. It was actually really good. We yeah. We used to get it out and use it. Did he have it in the 80s? Uh, I had it in the 80s. Yeah. it was my dad's and we used to go sledding on it and like almost kill ourselves. We were like right. the fastest sled on the hill by yeah, a gets, mile. Yeah, it gets real fast. Because, yeah, those things are death traps. Yeah, so like in 1986 or whatever, you could not buy a new sled well, that's why with they're painting rails. Them. Yeah, that's why they were painting them. It's because like they only had old. They were like, these sleds are the best because they were made before child protection laws <laughs> yeah. Before liability was a concept. Right. Before liability was a concept, and they're like the best fucking sleds ever. Like yeah. we're not, we're not gonna buy a new sled. We're just gonna paint our old sleds but also, because the old sleds were bitching. Yeah, but I, I don't know why they're painting the sleds. Mm-hmm. And they're painting them outside in the snow. Right. Right. Okay. Have you ever tried to paint something outside in the snow? No. It I never don't go outside in the snow dries. 
No. It never dries. Like, it, it remains sticky and tacky forever. Right. Because paint is not made to cure at below zero temperatures. Like, that is why we, when we make cars, we make them in, like, heated factories. I thought that was just to keep the robots happy. Right. Not to keep the robots happy. Not to keep the workers happy. It's because oh, of the, the workers, goddamn the robots. paint. Those are cost money. <laughs> you can get more workers. But, you know, robots, right. they're expensive. But, right. Yeah. But if you want the paint to cure... You can't you can't be below zero. But the, anyway, they're outside painting their sleds. Yeah. The mom sees them. Painting, has to go run an errand. Painting their sleds because it's the eighties, whatever. Sees them painting their sleds and is like, "Hey, those are your brand new pants. Just don't get paint on your pants, okay?" Time out. <laughs> well, my kids have new pants. I keep those things under lock and key in my bedroom. If like right you only get to wear them if you're seeing grandma like are you seeing grandma take off those goddamn pants like put on some sweats why are you wearing jeans right you have so many garbage pairs of pants that you wear all literally all the time like i can see three inches of ankle they're you refuse to get rid of them paint in those pants paint in those pants but i like these pants no paint in them Mm-hmm. No. So, of course, predictably, he gets paint on his pants. Right. Meanwhile, he freaks out because he's like, oh, dad's going to kill me. So he goes to run in the house and his brothers have locked his ass out of the house. Right. Right. Because, like, his his older brother, Simon, is like a... Just a jackass. Total <laughs> like, jackass. Just a jerkwad. Yeah. And so they're fighting and they're trying to get in and his one brother gets sold out for a piece of pizza. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's about to bust the window, the glass... With, like, a... Tire ho. iron. He's got oh, a hoe. Ho. Okay. He's going to press it in with a hoe when his dad shows up. And right. And he's like, hand me the hoe. Yeah. Like, there's a whole hostage negotiation situation mm-hmm. where he gets the hoe out. And then he realizes there's paint on the pants and on the door and, like, other places. And his solution to this is... We're getting chickens. I feel like the stunned silence speaks for itself. It does. <laughs> where? What? Again, if you're looking at this as, like, from a kid's perspective, like, there may have been things leading up to this. There may have been right. planning. There that may have just been was not, stuff. That, that was not mentioned. Not in his radar because it didn't affect him until mm-hmm. the day his dad was like, we're getting chickens, and then chickens showed up. Right. And suddenly... And everybody has chicken chores now. Everybody has chicken chores and some responsibilities, and it's just like, we need something else in these kids' lives to keep them occupied. And I'm like, no, you don't. I have kids. I mean... Like, get a Nintendo. Right. Also, get two Nintendos. It was 1986. Nintendos were available. <laughs> and yeah, just get two of those and put them in different rooms, and your kids will never talk to each other again. It'll be great. Um. And yeah, and so like they're allowed to have chickens in their like very suburban house. It's Utah. In Utah. It's. Fine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you listeners, if you live in Utah and you have chickens, please let me know. Well, I feel like the like Utah like. Mormon prepper mommy bloggers, like, they yeah. seem to always have chickens they, in the background. Do they have chickens? I don't know. Yeah, it's a thing. But, I don't know. They So they get chickens, and, like, the one, the, the, the kid three. Son. Oh, kid three. Is, like, walking around with this chicken under his arm like it's his like, best friend. Like, all the time. Like, he's a pet. Yeah. Okay, uh, also a side note. Mm-hmm. Our youngest son, I asked him what he wanted for Christmas. Right. And he said... A mansion like Donald Trump's. Okay. Um, uh, a Nintendo Switch, even though we already have a Nintendo Switch, but a Nintendo Switch like just for him. Yeah, I see that. Um, a pet chicken <laughs> and a potato. Well, I think I can get him one of those things. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I haven't even bought you a potato for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we put that on the list. But otherwise, you're going to be disappointed. We're going to put a potato in the sock of his stocking and just right, like, like down the a, toe a potato oh by the way we're just gonna have potatoes for dinner that's part right. of the plan but like you you specifically get this one mm-hmm. this will be your potato this one's your potato you have to like brush the fuzz off of it mm-hmm. yeah so anyway uh it'll melt our, off. our son who wanted a pet chicken would have been like this son yeah he would have carried it around right so the one son is like was like mm-hmm. they don't understand that chickens aren't really pets and the what the main character was like chickens don't even like people <laughs> like, like it, this one bit me right i know i know that this chicken wants us all dead like yeah. for reals so the um so 
they're kind of just doing their thing. They're looking for the catalog to come, which is a big thing. Yeah. They want the Christmas catalog to come. And I do remember this, like the right. Sears catalog showing up. So that up you and... could like circle what you wanted and mm-hmm. be like, I want all these things. And your parents are like, just so you know, Santa's real poor this year. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, getting, you're getting the jeans with two layers of knees mm-hmm. and like maybe a Rubik's Cube. Right. it's 86 and those are the thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can get a pet rock. I definitely rock. didn't get a Rubik's Cube. In 1986, because I was, like, five. No, I, it was a few years after that for me, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're out there at the mailbox checking for the catalog mm-hmm. when new neighbors move in and start right. the story up right. Oh, boy. These new neighbors move in, like, two weeks before Christmas. It's a rough time Maybe to three. In. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I understand you move when you move. Like, right. sometimes jobs and houses and stuff just, like, yeah, maybe dad it. had a start at the beginning of the new year or something. Like, right. But they move, like, yeah. Yeah. And there's a like, week before Christmas. And there's also no reference to, like, where they moved from or why they moved. They just, like, drop out of the sky. Right. They just, like, literally uh, just a truck rolls down the mm-hmm. street. And, they and they're friends. like, ooh. Who is that? And they are super hot new neighbors. Yes. One specifically, who's like close to the two older boys' age. Right. Um, Juniper. Right. I think she might be like actually in between the two boys' age. Mm-hmm. Like I think she's like older than the one boy and younger than the other boy. Yep. Um, and then her older sister, who's like a lot older, who can drive. And wears like eyeliner. Oh my stuff. gosh, she's so like goth. <laughs> <laughs> Before goth was cool. It's like 1986. Like, I guess she's punk. Yeah. I don't know. She but wears a lot of eyeliner. And like... She has goblets that have skulls and crossbones on them. <laughs> I want those. Like, I saw those. I was like, Lisa, look at these. And she's like, oh. Um, and then they have like a younger brother who mm-hmm. is probably a little younger than our main character. Right. Um, but they're going to try to... He's going to be trying to friend friend up the our main character tries to friend up the younger brother because he wants to hang out with the sister right which i get and also it doesn't hurt having friends sure he, he eventually gets to that part he gets to that part <laughs> but like yeah he he it's an angle also during this time jump because because mm-hmm. we basically we were at like just before christmas and then we've gone a whole year around the circle when their dad's like, I'm going to get chickens. We go like a whole year around the circle because when we jump, mom's now like super pregnant. Right. Or maybe they just didn't mention it. Like maybe no, she got she pregnant. Not at all. Maybe she got pregnant in like May and he was like, I don't know. I don't pay good attention. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think there was a year skip from like the first scene to like the second scene basically. And, and so mom is super pregnant. She's convinced mm-hmm. she's having a girl. It's a whole thing. Um, but they have this thing where the family picks uh, another family. Right. So every Christmas elf. they have this like family tradition. The Christmas project, if you will. Mm-hmm. They have a Christmas project where they mm-hmm. choose a family and they like in secret give them gifts. It's usually like food and stuff, but like whatever to help food them. Food and gifts and help and to, money and stuff. Yeah. Just to help, you know, just to kind of share the blessing with another family. Which, again, I'm here for. It's, it's like a good real lesson. cute. I it's, like it. Yeah. And they, they swear they do it secretly and they don't do it for mm-hmm. points or anything like that. And, you know, they're just doing it to help somebody out in this time. And I'm like, you know what? I like this meaning yeah, of Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here for that Christmas miracle. And so part of what they do is they have a family meeting. They swear themselves in that they're not going to tell anything about what happened. They have a very long it pledge. Way of I I solemnly swear, like yeah. And also, I have to say this: the dad does not know the entire pledge. It's he true. like mumbles through the whole thing, and the wife's like, "You, you got to learn that thing." He's like, "Ah, next year." I mean, maybe we only say it once a year. <laughs> and like, I totally get it. Like, I, I feel like this is the mom's thing that she's kind right. of right. She seems she's, like she's real into it. This is her maybe her family tradition that she mm-hmm. brought into the family. And dad's like, "I am here for you. I am gonna." I support you, but this is a lot of words. This is a lot of words. And I, I, I you know, I'm just going to be, I'm here, I'm good, I'm supportive, but, like, also, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does take an active role, and he's he's a great dad, but otherwise, he's just kind of, he's, like, this is one shortfall. Right. But they go around the, they go around the family, and they nominate a, uh, family, a family that they're going to help. And so the two younger kids nominate mom like you can't elf mom she lives in this house 
And then the two older kids nominate Hot New Neighbor. <laughs> yes, of course. And then Mom plays a card. She's like, listen, I'm pregnant. I got two votes. So I'm going to vote for... The... And also because two of the votes were for me. like Yeah, she like kind of flexes both ways. She's like, I'm voting for this family that she, that that I know that's having a really hard time. Um, they're having a really rough Christmas year. So I'm going to vote for the... The, the Hogbert family. Right. And, like, you should know them. They, like, go to your school and everyone's, like, horrified. Yes. Because the Hogberts are just, like, a bunch of bullies. And they are. Uh, Finn is their, the oldest son. He's got two sisters who have, like, like crimped hair. Very crimped hair. It's a big thing. Thank mm-hmm. you, 1986. Mm-hmm. Very crimped. My sisters had crimped hair a little bit later than that, I think. But yeah. I don't know how much of that was, like... Being Midwestern. Being Midwestern and just not getting that memo in time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just my sister's just holding on to a thing, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely after 1986. So those there's two sisters that have, like, the big, floofy, crimped hair. Very and then, like, this hair. little, innocent little sister who is, like, maybe, like, six or seven. Mm-hmm. Who is just kind of there. But the, the, the older three are... Definitely. I mean, I think the spread is from like maybe 12 to like maybe six. Like, yeah. There's like the three year, like maybe, you know, 10, 11, 12. And then six. All of these families have like very tight spreads on the kids. Like, it's not. There is like this new girl that's coming. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the youngest brother of the main family is maybe eight, maybe seven. Mm hmm. And then they're having a new baby, and that's like the biggest spread of this whole kids. Everybody else seems to be like right Every up on other top of year. each other, yeah, like, at best, at yeah, at the most. So, so mom's like, yeah, we're gonna help out this family who are super big bullies, and you know they've been fight, like they've been getting in fights, and you know the they've been beating each other up, and like it's just awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, really, the Hobarts are just doing all the beating up. Yeah. Well, okay, so, like, the one, whatever, the one Hobart mm-hmm. boy, the boy with the good hair. Yes, Finn. Finn uh, gets on the bus and is, like, whatever, angry, you know, and the bus driver's like, take the next available seat. And he's like, no, I want to sit here. <laughs> like, like, throws the little brother out. Right. And uh, the oldest brother's like, hey, don't do that. Like, stop being a jerk. Mm. And... Uh, Finn's like, I'm going to be a jerk if I want to be a jerk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so something happens where Finn and Simon get in a fight. And uh, Matt, the second oldest brother, like fights Simon or fights uh, Finn. Finn. And then uh, like he punches him in the face and then right. the fight gets broken up. Right. He punches him in the face and then Finn like kind of smiles and like spits blood. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, this is not going to go well. And then like... Uh, very plot convenient, wise black man shows mm-hmm. up who is uh, very, very, like, archetype of the wise black man. It's like driving Miss Daisy, but the, the car is actually a bus. A school, of, a school bus full of 80s children. Yes. It's right. the same exact thing. Yeah. Where he's like, let me tell you some, some wisdom. Yes. And uh, it's like, you can't shake hands with a closed fist. Like, it's real... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a clenched fist. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, the sure. The pen is mightier than the sword, man. Right. Like, like he's, yeah. He kind of has the, um, kind of like the drugged out vibe of mm-hmm. the bus driver from The Simpsons a little bit, but not quite that bad. I mean, yeah, not quite that bad. But yeah, definitely the the archetype of like, this black man knows everything for you. And you're like, Sure. Like I only, I, mean, I only exist to give you advice. I'm the only black person in this whole town. I drive the bus. I drive the bus. I serve in I'm, Vietnam, and I'm full of wisdom. Plot point. Right. Somehow it comes up like three times. Did you serve in Vietnam? Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever fight? Yeah. I mean, I did what I had I did, to do. I did what I do. Like. Yeah. Cool. That's not plot relevant <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. But thanks for that random right. bit of backstory from this character. Right. Um, yeah, so he breaks up the fight and was like, hey, the bus is leaving in two minutes. If you guys don't want to walk home, you get on the fucking bus. Which, like, I respect that. I'm not here for any of this. Uh, also, like, where were any of the other teachers? It was the 80s, whatever. It was fine. Like, you know, the teachers just basically kicked us out the back door so they could have a cigarette break at their desk before they had to go home. Yeah, they're like, cigarette and a glass of gin and, you know, 
That's exactly. I mean, it was the 80s. It wasn't the 50s. That's true. Just a cigarette <laughs> then. But the, um, the bus leaves and they get home and like they're trying to cover up everything that's happened. Like, oh, we got football accident. Right, thing. right. And like at no point are the parents are like, uh, I know you. You don't play football. Like what, no. what? We find out also in about this time that like they have a secret fort in the back that's this really awesome pirate ship. Right. They have a they have a fucking awesome pirate ship in I guess their backyard or just in their back like acreage. I guess. I guess they just have a lot of acreage, which is why they can have chickens. <laughs> sure. In the woods. Got it. And uh they have this huge they build it with their dad. Yeah, and they go up and they pretend to be pirates with their dad, who mm-hmm. is awesome, and right. having a fun time with them and interacting with it's them real and cute. playing. And uh, part of it is that they're sworn to never tell anybody where it is, mm-hmm. and so that's got to be a plot point later. You can tell already. Right. It's a very obvious, mm-hmm. like, point for point thing. So then they decide, like, it's time to go get a Christmas tree. Okay, Yes. Yes, it's time to go get a Christmas tree. And so they drive out to where they usually get the Christmas tree, but they take a different turn. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, where are we going? And they're like, oh, we're doing something different. We were going to go get a tree from the other Christmas tree lot, mm-hmm. which is the Hagbert's lot, which is also their house. Right. I'm a little confused by the whole situation. I mean, whatever. So there's a Christmas tree lot out in front of the Hagbert family abode mm-hmm. and finn is out there running and he's like they pull up and he's like yeah cash you know prizes around the trees cash only like mm-hmm. that's all he, like that's his entire salesmanship pitch right. right there and they're like these are not very good trees right they're real scrawny and sad and whatever they're scrawny sad and and and, and ugly kind of like the hagbirds i'm like ooh, deep cut yes and um so the son, our main character son, is still not really over the, the scuffle from earlier. Uh-huh. So he starts throwing down with Finn. Oh, also Finn, Finn stole, stole his, his uh, sled. Yeah, Finn stole his sled. I don't know when Finn stole his sled. I'm not really sh- Oh. No, it wasn't that. Because they he's... That's going to come later. Anyway, we'll get back to that. But yeah, Finn had stole his sled somehow, and like there was a whole thing, and he was trying to get the sled back, and so the mom's just like, "Here's some money," and he's like, "That's way too much. Here's your change." He's like, "No, you keep it." He's like, "I don't need your money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't need this. You know, like I see what you're trying to do here, but right. I'm not taking your charity." And so they get the, they just leave, and so they take the tree though. They take like, the, they tree pay for the tree, pay for the tree, and leave, and they're just like, "Well, that was weird," and so then. There's like this whole thing of them trying to clandestinely give mm-hmm. presents while Finn is like waging a terror war on them. <laughs> right. Like he finds their or he finds their um their their pirate ship and trashes it like he tore the papers it. And right. Writes. Well, and the reason why he finds their ship is because uh second son. Brings hot neighbor uh-huh. to the pirate ship. And apparently Finn was just following them. Right. I was like, well, that's not creepy. Well, also, like, he could have followed them at any time. Yeah. And they made it seem like, oh, you brought somebody else to this pirate ship? And he was like, but somebody followed us. Like, somebody could have followed us at any time. Yeah, he's got a really valid point. But they're just like, but you, you brought like, a girl. They're like, you betrayed us. <laughs> and, and so there's that. Then there's this whole thing where they're trying to find the catalog still. Yes, still trying to there. find the catalog, isn't there. So uh, Matt assumes that Simon, like, just took it and hid it. Because he's done that, like, every year. Mm-hmm. Because um, Simon's an asshole. Apparently, yeah. And, uh... A lot of people are assholes in this movie, to be I honest. I mean, yeah. Um, oh, and they have, like, an egg drop experiment. Yeah, there's the egg drop experiment. That they have to do. But, like, of course, Finn steals the, the Matt's... Gourd yeah. that yeah. he's using as an egg drop. Right. He uses container. like a gourd. He hollows it out and puts the egg in there. Just to show like Finn doesn't do his own work but just steals other people's stuff. And mm-hmm. he's, he's awful. Uh, Finn also is going to tape a pair of whitey tighties to the map. Yes. And when the teacher pulls the map down, because remember like the, the Rolo the maps. The old school Rolo maps, which is period accurate. Yeah, in the I 80s we were still using old school Rolo maps. So she pulls down the roll of map, and there's, like, a pair of whitey tighties that say, like, 
was it like Bucky's Bloomers or right, something? Right, whatever his last name is, Bloomers. I was like, literally, who has used the word Bloomers? In the last 50 years. Yeah, no. <laughs> and so there's a whole thing about, oh, well, who did this? And then, like, the teacher can't get the maps to roll back up. She's trying to hide it. Right, they which is also, also period, period accurate. accurate. 100%. Got it. Yeah. Um. So, like, there's this whole thing where he's doing that, and it's intercut with the the family trying to like drop presents off and like cakes and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's cute like kind of like the we're trying to be good while they're trying to be bad right and then there's also the storyline of simon trying to mac on the girl right so a hot girl right hot girl juniper a hot girl juniper has uh like a lot of attention from her male neighbors indeed (laughs) And, yeah, very much. And, like, so they all end up over at her house. And uh, Simon, who is lactose intolerant, uh, their oldest, uh, whatever, the oldest, what's her name? Monica. Um, yes. She's the goth one with the eyeliner and the um, the skull and crossbones goblets. Is like, I made cookies. You want some? And, she, and he was like, sure. They're real crunchy because they're, like, burnt. Um, and she was like, they're better with milk. Here, have some milk. And, uh, he was like, oh, love milk. This is great. Um, he starts to, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, be like, everything's great. I love these milk and cookies. They're the best milk and cookies ever. Gastrointestinal distress. And then it's like, gurgle, 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 gurgle. And they're like, are you feeling okay? He's like, I have to go clean the chicken coop. (laughs) Also, there was a, um, whole thing where... Matt was playing uh, ping pong with the mm-hmm. the, 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 the little, brother. little brother, yeah. Who was like, I'm like the world's best uh, ping pong player. I'm the king of pong, and he sucked. Yeah, like he's, he's so not, all, he's, he's so not, bad. He's not great at it. Like he's he's the quintessential guy that's like, I am the best at whatever. And then you like actually test him on it, and it's like, no, you're not. You no, know, you're you're not even close to being the best at whatever. Yeah. Like, so, but he. It's more okay because he's, like, a 10-year-old. Yeah. It's when these people are, like, 40 that you're, like, ugh. Or, like, the CEO <laughs> of your company. I mean, I don't want to throw any shade. I don't. But. but I, we've met them. <laughs> we know them. Um, So they, so, yeah, so that's a whole scene. But before these guys leave mm-hmm. the house, there's, like, a phone call or something. Right. Whereas, like, hey, your mom's having the baby. Uh, she said, everybody just stay here. Yeah, which tracks. Like, if you yeah. know the neighbors across the street, they're safe, and your kids are taken care of, you'd be like, hey, my wife's going into, like, really early preterm labor. Like, Just, just stay here. Can you can you keep my kids for a little bit? Like, my mom will be over in about two hours to pick them up. But, right. like, they're good and they're safe. You cool? Like, I owe you dinner. Like, right. Yeah, cool. Got it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so they roll out and... and like the but they, scene. but the elfing must continue. Yeah. So Monica, the like older sister, who apparently is at least sixteen. Yeah. Uh, or really good at stealing cars. <laughs> really good at stealing cars. It's like I can drive you. Um, she's got eyeliner. You know she's evil. Right. Right. So they like swear her in to the like elf duties or whatever. Yeah. And go drop off uh, something at the. It's like a cake or something. Yeah. And like the little brother's there. The Monica's little brother is there. Mm-hmm. And drops the cake and it's a whole thing. And then right. they've got to distract Finn. So they're like, Rah! and they like run around. It's and, awful. Right. They like literally drive away while like Finn is like running after them. I was like, he kind of gotten fucking hit by a car. <laughs> like, And it's like, go faster. She's like, I can't go faster. I'm too scared. Right. Like, it's a whole thing. Um. But it's kind of adorable. But it turns out mom is not having a preemie baby. She's going to... She's right. fine. It right. Was just she wasn't pulse. actually in labor. Yeah. She was like, you would think my fifth time around, I would know what labor felt like. <laughs> but maybe this means we're having a girl. <laughs> she really wants a girl. She does. Which I think after five runs or four, four boys... Maybe. Yeah, I maybe can understand. We have friends like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just... Yeah. And so then... The, the gifting continues, the harassment continues, like... Right, it kind all of, kind of escalates. And then, like, wise old bus driver mm-hmm. pulls pulls our, our hero, Matt, aside and is like, my dad gave me this pen. 
I kind of wanted to go into the Pulp Fiction story of like he smuggled out of a numb in his ass, but right. no, it doesn't go there. It he's like, he told me the pen is mightier than the sword. You need to figure that out, and he just gives this like random kid on the bus. His dad's pen. Right, which I assume has some, like, significance to him. I think but, a, I think he's just full of shit. Right, he just has a bunch of pens. <laughs> he's like, I just got all these beat-up pens. I pick them up off the floor every couple of weeks. Right, and right. It and looks like they're... It's fun for me to tell kids that, like... But, like, two weeks on the floor of a bus, a pen would look like it spent, like... It's true. It'll look a million years old. Two doors of It's fine. Um, it tracks. And so he gives him the pen. And so Finn is going to use this pen to like write, or no, sorry. Matt is going to write the letter to Finn. To Finn. And like, hey, sorry, your life sucks and stuff. Because we find out like Finn's mom like up and left him. Yeah. Finn's mom up and left. And Probably because so, her kids are assholes. Maybe. And then uh, Finn's dad has to work like crazy, crazy hours because he's trying to support his family. Right. And so Finn is very defensive and trying to protect his family and and try to... And that's why he's a jerk. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And it... Yeah. And so he writes him a note. And it's basically like, you can keep my sled, I think. We right. don't really know what it says. We don't know what the note says. But um, the... You know, kind of a big climatic emotional moment at the end of this movie is that the little brother who is in the little brother from across the street is uh-huh. in the same class as Matt, right? And, seen, and Finn, and or, and Finn, and had seen the the underwear prank, mm-hmm. and he knew it was Finn. Yeah, and he was going to rat Finn out, right? And because like, justice, because justice, he's like, because he, he's the youngest of mm-hmm. his family, so justice is very important. Uh, so he's like, teacher, I need to tell you who did this. And Matt stands up is like, yeah, it it was me. I'll admit to it. And the little brother's like, wait, what? No. Was... Like, no, it definitely wasn't. And he's like, no, but like everybody felt sorry for me. Like, it was I got pretty... a bunch of attention. It was great. It was a pretty it's good trick, I... right? Like, yeah. and the teacher's like, well, okay, we'll talk about this after class. And Finn's like, oh, like I just like totally fell on a grenade for me. That's weird. Weird. And then um, the teacher talks and is like, yeah, you know, I know. Like, I know exactly what this was. You didn't do this. Right. But I appreciate you taking the blame for this. And I'll, you're, you're fine. Like, you and me, you're fine. Just keep me, like, just, mm-hmm. you know, I feel sorry for Finn. He's having a rough year with his mom leaving and all that. And you're like, oh, this is the exposition dump. Right, right. And... And he's like, oh, okay. And so, like, that just ends there. Yeah, yeah. And then they have one more thing where they're going to drop a whole bunch of presents off. And, like, Finn leaves a note. Or mm-hmm. Matt. I keep doing that. Matt leaves, Matt the, leaves note the note for Finn. And, like, a whole bunch of presents for, like, the last day of Christmas. And, mm-hmm. like, it's this really heartwarming thing. And the mom's, and a brand like, new sled. And, yeah. And so everybody goes home and everybody's feeling all warm and squishy. When um, they wake up in the morning, it's Christmas morning. And they're right like, downstairs. Santa! Santa came! Oh, we like my angel! Because there's a whole thing, a subplot about the super ugly oh, angel. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, the youngest made a really ugly angel, and then, like, Finn, like, broke it. Yeah. And then uh, the family had to, like, glue it back together. And put it on the top of the tree. Mm-hmm. He's like, Santa, love my angel! Oh, yeah, we got presents! It's all here! So I guess there is some Santa reference there. But, mm-hmm. like, it's not... He's not on camera because, you know, he doesn't fucking exist. Right. Right. But as they're like, they're getting super excited about this, like, Monica is on the couch asleep. Right. Monica, the next door neighbor's 16 year old daughter, is on the couch asleep. Like, where are you? And they're like, oh, they had the baby. Didn't you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And who should walk in the door? You know, they're like, is it a boy or girl? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Like, something like that. And, they're, and as, as they're like, parsing this out who walks in the door but her the parents all right it's 1986 yes you were not allowed to leave the hospital within 12 hours of giving birth because i mean i don't know but again i think so probably like they were at they were probably at finn's house at mm-hmm. like 10 o'clock at, at matt's night. house matt no at, at finn's house oh like, yeah yeah dropping off the presents at like maybe 10 o'clock at night they said it was a little later than usual mm-hmm. so let's say 10 o'clock they get home at the earliest. No baby. Mm-hmm. It's it's Christmas morning. It is daylight, so let's call it eight. Right. Let's call it eight a.m. 
she walked in the door with a fucking baby. Right, right. First off, she walks she in walks. the door. She's there's not, not a limp. There's she's not a not waddle. Wheeled. Yeah. She's just like full fledged walking in with this baby who is also a six month old. At least three months. It's at least a three month old baby. And yep, it's a girl. Which is pretty standard for uh for media. But I was just like, that's not how that works. And our daughter's like, what? I'm like, you, you, when you when you have a baby, you're going to be there for a few days. Like, that's mm-hmm. minimum. Right. And she's like, huh, really? I was like, yeah, don't, mm, no, do not get. Pack, pack, pack a lot of uh, snacks. Yeah, pack some snacks and some books and some Sudokus. And right, you're going to be there for a bit. It's it... Pack an extra long phone charging cable. Yes, that was important. Um Pro tip for all of you out there having right. babies. Long real, phone charging. Real long phone charging cable. Those are important. Um, but yeah, like, and it's like, yay, they, you know, that baby was born. It's a girl. So mom got her girl. And they like go outside to like go through their stockings, which is weird. Yeah, so weird that they were sitting outside to go through their stockings. Like they're just like playing with a, a, a slinky. slinky. Again, nineteen eighty six. But like, but a like outside in the cold. Yeah, they don't have like snow boots on. Mm-hmm. Like they just are wearing like basically regular clothes, but with coats. Yeah, like but the coats are open. It's not like they're zipped up and bundled up. Right. And uh. He's like sitting with his brother, like going through their stockings, and the neighbor girl comes over and is like, "Hey, you want to come see what I got for Christmas?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna hang out with my family for a little bit, but like, I'll catch you later." <laughs> and he's like, "I think she was slightly offended, but I made it up for her, you know, 15 years later when I asked her to marry me." And I'm like, "That does not make up for it. No, that's not the same." I mean, I guess you. I mean, you you, you worked your way back out of that that's, hole. That's but a long like, con. Like, if that was the next conversation you had, I don't think it would go over Right, well. right. If it was like, and then I ignored you for 15 years. I was like, hey, you want to get married? She was like, sure. You don't seem creepy at all. Yeah. Uh, and so as that's closing out, all of a sudden, I guess they live on the main street out of town because yes. Finn and his family pull up up front and they're like, hey. Hey, we got a, we got a better sled, so here's your old shitty sled back. Because that was part of the gifts they got. And uh, also, we're going to live with our grandma. We're going to go live with our grandma in a different town. So bye for now. Bye for now. You were all right, kid. And like closes that off with a nice tidy bow, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, fine, whatever. And then, and then immediately, yes, like literally immediately on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, this giant truck comes in, and behind it is like a pickup truck with boxes. Right. And two uh, boys sitting in the pickup truck. How long had they been in the back of that pickup truck? Where On they, Christmas Day. Where were they the moving snow. from? I don't know. But, like, that's cold. Right. Right. They're obviously moving from a different town because they would have all been in the same school on mm-hmm. the same bus with... Right. And with, they would have known John White Backman. Right. And... So at least one town over. At least one town over. And so... And in Utah, one town could be a bit. Right. Right. They're They're kind of spread out... So they uh, so they show up and they like, what are you looking at? Like the two kids that get out of the back of the tr- truck are like, what are you looking at? Yeah, scram. And these guys run off, leaving the sled. That, yeah, he just gave back to them. Yeah, they just leave it on the side of the road and run back into the house. Right. Like, yeah, and guess who mom decided to elf next year? Yeah, and you're like, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, we totally forgot the super traumatizing part where the dad cooks the pet chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So like, yeah, so the kid's running, little brother's running around, brother number three, he's running around with his chicken under his arm, and all of a sudden- Like half the movie. There's like a great, like, like meal, mm-hmm. which again, shades like of- yeah. Shades of the, the Christmas story there, mm-hmm. where there's the meal gone wrong, the holiday feast gone wrong, and what it is, is there's a chicken in the middle, and it's like, this isn't Rosa, is it? And the dad's like, I mean- all the chickens look the same. <laughs> All the chickens look the same. They're just the same. They're just feathers, right? And so they figure out it is Rosa. And so they end up burying the chicken in the backyard. With the they, plate? With the plate. I was like, I would have gotten a box. Like, right. It would have been respectful to put it in a casket, I think. I.e. Mm-hmm. an Amazon box. Right. But I guess we didn't have Amazon boxes in 1986. Right. So now to meet the chicken, they all just... your stuff in. Right. My, my mom always had to buy boxes like around Christmas time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, nah, we're fine. that's not our problem." My problem is my daughter cuts boxes and makes them into like 
puppets and dromedons and like robots and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, can you please just not cut eye holes in every single Amazon box? I need to use them to wrap things. So if any of you are getting presents from us with eye holes cut, yeah. Sorry. There you go. Make yourself a robot helmet. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, that was a whole sorted tale that happened there. Right. Super, super disturbing. And random. The fact that they're not all vegans, like now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably like a subtext. It's like, right. so it turns out my my little brother, uh, he ended up being a vegan. Right, you're like, I see that hand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Oh, and the part where they were going to bring like boiled eggs to oh, like the, there's like there's a like, carnival at school. There's a carnival at school and they were supposed to all boil the eggs and they like kept passing the buck down the family line. Mm-hmm. And, and finally like someone asked like the four year old or the seven year old to boil eggs. He's like, okay. And he's like, sure. And then he's like, what's boil? What does boil mean? Mm-hmm. And apparently they're doing like an egg and spoon walk. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they dropped the eggs and they weren't boiled so they cracked i'm like that's the point of an egg and spoon cross. right they make they make the yeah uh, make a mess they make a mess like that's the point i don't understand why you needed to boil the eggs for this situation mm-hmm. but mom is absolutely pissed that that didn't happen so well i mean she did ask someone to boil the eggs that's true like and yeah i don't know what that had to do with anything yeah but it was like wise. a big plot point yeah. That, uh, well, you know. and again, like I kind of look at this as I mean, if you if you were to boil down a Christmas story plot point by plot point, mm-hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, there's it's like going like to visit Santa, then vignettes with a yeah, kind of I can't put my arms team. down. Yeah, uh, and the bunny and outfit, the dogs and the bunny outfit, and the BB and the, gun, right, and the turkey and yeah, the, the bully. Yeah, like all of that kind of like there's a story that kind of patches it together, but mostly it's just the same characters. Right. So, it's kind of the same venue there. So, what do we learn from this uh, lovely film? Chickens are a viable way to punish your children. Yeah. I mean, and if... If they're not getting along. And if you don't damage them enough on the front end of just giving them a chicken, when you cook the chicken and serve it to them, right. you will do enough damage that maybe your point is made. Right. Maybe, maybe they will right? get listened to. Maybe. Um... Paint can dry in the snow in Utah. Apparently. Somehow. It's a dry snow. It's a dry snow. It's a dry snow. I don't really think that's a thing. Isn't it? Um, let's see. Uh, be nice to the girl with the crimped hair that moves in next door when you're 10, because, you know, right. you'll be hooking up later. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Um, or especially if you snipe her from your older brother. Right. Right. That, that wouldn't cause any weird family dynamics. No, not at all. Not at all. And there's mm. definitely, like, whole conversations where Simon's like, I think Juniper really likes me. And Matt, who was, like, f- like fully... They had just made out in the like, entire ship. Right. Was like, Sh- I think so, too. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> That's a whole thing, right? Right. Like, that wouldn't cause any issues. Who knows? No. Um, be nice to people when they're assholes to you, and eventually it'll all it'll work out. It'll all work out. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't be nice to people. You definitely should. Yes, but the, but at the same time, like it's, like I can't I can't promise it'll it's all not work a magic out. bullet, right? Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. What did you learn? Utah gets real snow. Utah gets real snow. The photograph's real pretty. It's got mountains in the background. Yeah, it's it is. It's cute. It, you know, if you're a videographer, it's cool. You're allowed to keep chickens wherever. Yeah, apparently. There's one black man in Utah. He's full of wisdom. He drives the bus. He drives the bus. He served in Nam. It was such an archetype. I was like, ooh. It's a little... Also, we need more representation. Even in 1986, there was like... There was more than one black person. <laughs> also, um... Again, anything can get a sequel. The sequel mm-hmm. to this, I don't know if it's out yet, um, but it's coming. It's coming, 2020. It'll be on Netflix the, in 2020. The premise is that, like, Finn moves back to uh, yeah the the is town. It? Yeah, his, like, old uh, elementary school nemesis moves back. And then, yeah, and so, I guess so. We'll see what happens there. Right, but it has, like, some people in it. It's the... got Corbin Burbson in it. Right. And uh, Barry Bosworth. Mm-hmm. The Boz. 
You're giving me a look that tells me you... I don't know who that is. You were not paying attention I, to football in the 80s. I know who Corbin is. <laughs> Corbin Burnson, yeah, you know him. But uh, the Boz was a uh, football player, now mm. turned actor. I mean, you know. Sure. Sure. Why not? Brian Bo- or Brian Bosworth, sorry, not. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I don't know. I'll check the type later. I don't know what you said. Uh, I don't either. But it doesn't matter. I wouldn't have recognized it anyway. No, he's, yeah. But... So he's in it, so that's cool. We'll see, we'll let you know when that comes out, and we'll do a full-throated review of that. I mean, if our kids will watch it, because they will. Yeah, we'll let you know in August when that... Yeah, 100%. At, like, during mm-hmm. summer vacation. Summer vacation, when we take the week off and, like, hang out with them, and they, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we should watch all the Christmas movies. Like, go for it. Whatever. So, I think that's all I got for tonight. Yes, same. So, um... Until next time, uh, please parent responsibly. And, uh... Same.